Elizabeth Gordon is a poet, artist, educator, and now an organizer and host of a monthly Poetry Slam series at Cafe Euphoria in Troy. In September 2011, she came across an event listed on the Albany Poets website that looked interesting that was taking place at Valentine's, a gritty rock and roll club in Albany, and she decided to check it out. What she didn't know was that open mic and poetry slam would change her writing forever. At that open mic, she read poems composed from the text of the back of an aspirin bottle and Murphy's oil soap, and the rest, as they say, is history. So I was at the UAG open mic and the host said, don't be shy, come up, you could read the back of an aspirin bottle if you can make it work. So I took that as a challenge. So here goes the back of an aspirin bottle with most of it blacked out, you know, about blackout poetry. Oh man, I'm using up like 10 seconds just putting my fucking glasses on, okay. Low dose aspirin bottle blackout, one. Facts, minor delayed action will keep children and teenagers alert and bleeding. Pregnant professionals exceed water, exceed Skokie, Illinois. <laughs> Two, this is the same bottle. Active aches and pains recommended by your doctor will provide symptoms needing children. Not this pox, not this syndrome, but serious liver, serious use. Drug therapy recommended by its immediate, drug therapy recommended because of its immediate, complete poison, a full glass, not to exceed each safety-coded adult. <laughs> and you know what, if you try this, cleaning products are much more optimistic. So here goes a cleaning product. Murphy's Oil Soap. <laughs> Free love with bookcases. Clean, natural excess. No reach required. No residue dulling years. <laughs> now, and I, re I remember just being blown away by that format. And, you know, something said, uh, try this. It's an opportunity to stimulate your writing, you know, and just have fun and be be a part of this, um, you know, something in me really wanted to get on stage. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, I think I'd, I was a competitive person who hadn't had enough opportunities for competition, like in sports. I think if I if we'd had girls sports in high school, I would have got it out of my system, you know, but I had right. this latent, latent need to compete on a, you know, in a team format, you know, with really clear winners, losers and points. I like the point thing and holding yes. up the, I think, I think I was asked to judge. And that was part of the reason I, I know I was asked to judge. And that was part of the reason I liked it so much because I really had to pay attention to, to every poet and think about it more. Whereas if I'd just been in the audience, I might've, you know, uh, gone to the bathroom or gotten a drink or stepped outside. But, uh, but I was like, I have to sit here and watch. I was up front. Two weeks after that first time out to the slam, Elizabeth came back to Valentine's to compete. And this time she won. I remember liking yep. it. And I wrote a poem. I wrote a poem for slam. This poem never would have emerged if I was not thinking stage, multicultural contact context young people in a bar you know people out having fun yeah that I totally wrote that and it was such a thrill because people were like a couple lines into it they were 
they were, uh, you know, screaming and it was like a, a concert. And I was like, it was so thrilling. As a poet, you're writing, you know, alone mostly. And now and then you publish something in some magazine that then, you know, goes defunct three years later, you know. Um, but just, just to have real people in the room and they're looking at you and they're responding to some of your words and then they're not to others. And it's just like a very good connection to the audience. And that connection kept her coming back. After that first win, Elizabeth was hooked and she went on to change the way she wrote and edited her poems, crafting her words in a completely different way. I, I just loved it so much. I wouldn't miss it. It felt like really important for me to meet this challenge, you know, and try to write poems that people connected with. So, yeah. And that's how you saw so it? Fun. Yeah. And you saw it as a challenge? Oh, very much so, but not in, not, in a, not in a hard way, but in a, well, I'm going to try to write a villanelle. I'm going to try to write a Sestina. You know, I'm going to try to write some haiku. I'm going to try to write a slam poem. It's It seemed like a set form that I really liked. And it gave me permission to rhyme, you know, which modern poets, we don't always, you know, it's hard to make it work. You know, but if you right. listen to rap and you're listening to songs and, and I'll go PV, they were rhyming. So I'm like, it's I'm allowed to rhyme. It's not corny, you know. And um, that was really fun and challenging, you know, the, the, the speed of it. I don't know where it came from. You know, I really don't know. Once I started writing those poems, I got really excited and I revised them a lot. It wasn't like it came out instantly, but I had a sense of what I was trying to create. And I just kept revising um, and then getting feedback from the audience. It's like, oh, wow, they didn't need all that. You know, and I was like, but what they didn't need was not the best part of the poem. It was like, it taught you, it, it really is a, a training in revision in cutting the fluff, cutting what's unnecessary and sharpening every metaphor. Cause a really good metaphor, you'll get a reward for that. And mm -hmm. my tendency is my tendency is to overwrite or overthink a metaphor and to reach for the most bizarre metaphor that nobody else would ever think of. And sometimes it's just got to be practical. It's just got to communicate quickly what falling in love is like. She then learned how important timing was in the writing of the poem. It was just part of the format, you know, like if you're going to write a, a sonnet, you're going to have 14 lines and you're not like, oh God, I hate this 14 lines, you know, you're just going to make it work. So the three minutes I found was a great stimulus for revision because I would always come in four minutes, three and a half minutes, five minutes, you know, and then you're like, but I, but I want the poem to work. I want to be able to perform it. And I think it always got better as I revised it down. And then you go to a national event and there's the two minute format and the one minute format. And then it, 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 and then when you're performing, it is stressful. To me, that was eight, 70% of the stress of performing was, am I gonna get a time penalty? All these years later, Elizabeth has now started a new poetry slam series in Troy, taking place on the first Friday of every month. Well, Cafe Euphoria, we wanna get people in there. <laughs> Um, and I'm on the board and I, I had a memory and an idea. I had a memory of like going to Slam for Your Die, um, Nitty Gritty Slam, Slam for Your Die in way up in New Hampshire. It was like a three hour drive. And I went pretty regularly and I went to a couple slams in New York City pretty regularly. And they would be packed. Like in New York City, it was a weekly slam and it would be packed every yeah. week. So I'm like, slam is a way to get people into the venue. 
So that's the main thing I was thinking, either open mic or we're doing open mic and slam. I also had, I was telling the people who were there, we're creating our own slam. We're making up our own rules. You know, how do you want to do it? How many rounds? You know, and that's a great thing about slam is you have this basic format, but you can decide no time limit, or you can decide we're giving an extra point if your poem uses the word magnificent somewhere in it. You know, you can just throw in these different rules. Oh, that's great. Um, with a couple of events under her belt, can we expect to see a team being formed to compete against other slams in the region? Elle has talked about wanting to uh, uh, reinvigorate uh, the team, um, the uh, Cap City Slam, the most recent Albany team. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't think I have the time or the energy for that, and or the skills. You know, I'm not sure how to do, how to make it happen. Um, uh, you know, we've only had two slams and, and it's, you know, uh, it's a very informal, it's open mic and a, and a, sh a two round slam. Um, so to actually think about a team that would travel, you know, that's a lot. And there's the fundraising aspect, which you didn't mention when you were mentioning, you know, the, the promotion aspect, the fundraising aspect, that's big. Right now I'm looking at getting people into Cafe Euphoria, having poetry happen, you know, and I know slam was good for me and I know it's good for a lot of people just to, it's the last soapbox, you know, you can get up there and if you're really bothered by the use of plastic, single use plastic, you can write a poem about it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it'll, and people will like it, people, and people will hear it, you'll get a message across. Elizabeth Gordon took first place at many slams in the area and was on the first team to ever represent Albany at the National Poetry Slam in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2012. She has gone on to perform all over the country, wowing crowds with her wordplay and imagery. In her free time, when she's not writing and planning poetry events, she is painting as well as teaching online courses at Northampton Community College. Slam Euphoric takes place on the first Friday of every month at Cafe Euphoria at 225 River Street in downtown Troy. For Hudson Mohawk Magazine, I'm Tom Francis.